Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys, and babies. Let's make it rain. Good morning. So I was flying high as usual off of my workout and I came in to the booth after listening to an amazing voice message from one of my mastermind partners and leaving in return a fellow equally amazing voice message right back about this concept of being behind and as I was recording it I literally told her I said I am going into the booth now to record a podcast on this uh, on this topic because it is so pertinent for high achievers because what happens is is the concept of being ahead or being behind is one of the ego it means you're you're losing the present moment because commonly with high achievers the belief that you are behind is stimulated by guilt and shame that you're not doing enough and i have to say right now a minute in is that you are exactly where you should be right now. You are right where you should be perfectly as you are to take the next step. And that is the big thing. That is the massive thing. Martin Luther King had a quote that says, you don't, um, and I'm going to paraphrase this because I don't know the quote directly, but I do know that it's uh, MLK. And he said, that you don't have to see the whole staircase to take the first step. I did actually quote it perfectly, <laughs> I believe. And he said, so you don't have to take the, you don't have to see the whole staircase to take the first step. And that is why I say you are right exactly where you should be. You are not ahead. You are not behind. You are exactly where you are now in the present moment, right where you should be. And I know this because I too have struggled with this belief myself. Two and a half, two years ago, when I was pregnant with Declan, seven months, <laughs> seven months pregnant, I signed up like a crazy person for a six-month coaching program. Now, if you do the math, that means that I would be going in this coaching program through my pregnancy into the first three months of motherhood. The reason why I signed up for this program was because I knew in my gut that I needed to surround myself with a community of women who were fellow entrepreneurs building and moving toward the same purpose as I am. Some of them were even mompreneurs. So it, I needed that reassurance that I was on the right path, that I was moving in a direction as a collective and a community with like-minded people. And so like a crazy person, I signed up for a six-month coaching program when I was seven months pregnant. And by month nine, I had been doing well for the first eight weeks, but by month nine, I was consumed with fear about impending motherhood. I 
have never been so scared for the next step in my life. And I could not see the whole staircase of my business. I could not see the whole staircase of motherhood. I couldn't see both. And I was terrified. And I kept, and what what that fear caused me to be was quote unquote behind. Because that's what negative emotions do. Negative emotions never keep you in the present moment. They either keep you in the future because fear is a future-based emotion. Fear and anxiety are future-based. And guilt and shame are emotions of the past. Sadness is more of an emotion of the past. Anger can be an emotion of the past. Um, or it can be an ang- anger of things to come if you don't believe that good things are coming your way. Um, but m- for the most part, most negative emotions put you in the past. And then fear is a very future-based uh, negative emotion that puts you fearing the future. And I was in this place of fear because... The title of CEO, the title of business owner, I'd had that. I'd, I'd done that. I'd owned two businesses prior successfully, and I was like, I know, how to, I know how to do business. I can do this. I can grow another business. I can really scale Crown Yourself, and I can make it something that's, that really has the impact and the income for my family that I know it can be. At the same time, I also was stepping into the scariest title of my life, the title of mother. And that title scared me more than anything because I wanted, and I'm, <laughs> I'm tearing up right now because I, I wanted to do so well by my son. I wanted to be there fully, presently, and be there as, as the best mother that I could be. And I know every single mom listening to this resonates with that because there is nothing worse than feeling like a failure as a mom feeling having I've had failure before I've had I've had things that I perceived as failures in the past but feeling like a failure as a mom there's there is nothing worse and I literally I had so much fear of that fear of failure that I could not focus on my study work. I could not focus on the tacit hand that I I got from the the coaching calls with my coach. I could not focus on that next step because I was so focused it, on the, those next steps in my business because that one giant big next step of motherhood was standing right in front of me and I was I didn't know when it was going to happen because I didn't have a plan C-section or anything like that. I was doing natural. I was doing, and Declan was late. So at first I thought, okay, cool. This, I'm 40 weeks pregnant. All right, let's 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 do this. I'm ready to go. And then 41 weeks pregnant, and then 41 weeks in one day, and 41 weeks in two days. And I had had this, this dead set, dead set goal of giving birth naturally. And in the state of California, you cannot give birth in a birthing center after 42 weeks or you can and you cannot give birth at home after 42 weeks. So you can't do it with you can do it with midwives in a hospital, but you can't do it at home or in a birthing center after 42 weeks pregnant. And I was scared cuz it was coming up on 42 weeks and I was praying, I was meditating, I was doing all the things. The one thing I was not doing was focusing on my my work in inside the group coaching program. And because I had other priorities. And the thing was was that Back then, I then, of course, I had the baby. It all turned out wonderful. I got to give birth in my gorgeous birthing center with chandeliers. It all turned out beautifully. 
At the same time, those first few weeks of motherhood as well were also a challenge. Those also were were filled with fear and the nuances of things that are new and all of that because that's what we fear. We fear things that are new because we've never done them before. And so having a baby, really big thing that you've never done before. And so when I was in those those first those last few weeks of being pregnant into those first few weeks of of having Declan, I got really behind in my program, technically. Like they were on module I forget what module, but I was at least like five or 10 behind and I kept kicking myself and I didn't realize that I had this subconscious pattern that was running of adding guilt and shame and anger at myself and sadness at the fact that I felt like I wasn't enough, like I couldn't be super mom and, you know, have birth naturally and do it all. I, even though I was doing it all, which is ridiculous, But I had so much of that pain and so much of that negative emotion that it pulled me out of of the present moment. And I it was so deep inside of me that I actually repressed it. And this is very common, something that I've seen with all of my clients. The number one thing that you don't want to look at, the number one thing, if you say like, oh, I don't have shame or I don't have anger, like I'm not angry. The one thing that you say that you're ignoring, that you're like, I don't have any of that, normally is the number one predominant negative emotion that you have running your life. And I've seen that with both shame. I had that myself with anger. And that is something that is is super powerful to just recognize that when you believe you don't have something, normally you're going to see it reflected in other people. Normally, it's that person that we choose as our romantic partner. So, of course, at this same time, I'm hearing Spike constantly saying about our um, rental property that we have. We have a we have an apartment complex in Albuquerque because he invests in emerging markets. And I had I constantly heard him saying like, oh, I'm behind on this and oh, we're behind on getting these repairs done because man, two years ago, oh my goodness, that man has worked magic with creating a flip of this 30 unit property that we own. Um, (laughs) That's beside the point. So he kept on saying this thing of like being behind and I was like, wow, that's a reoccurring thing of him to say. So when you hear your spouse or your intimate loved one repeating the same thing, just take note of how you are running that as a deep subconscious program because that is a powerful pattern. Our relationships are our best teachers. And so when I recognized that Spike was running this unconscious program that I had, because our spouses are our romantic partners, our choices, even if it's just somebody that you're you're in a romantic, committed relationship with where you have, have said, you know, we are together even if it's someone that you're in that relationship with, that person is going to be a reflection of your unconscious mind. So, and I have seen this throughout my varied relationships. And Spike is definitely, when I heard him saying that, I was like, oop, ding, 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 like flag, 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 flag. Look at this pattern that I am running. And so when I started looking at that pattern of running that subconscious pattern of the belief that I was behind, I had to take an assessment of where I am. It's kind of like when you are in 
in the military. And I learned this from Spike. And you'll hear this on his interview on the podcast is that when you're in the military, the first thing that you do when you feel like you're lost, when you feel like you're floundering and you're like, I don't I don't know where I am, is you take an immediate assessment of everything around you, of absolutely everything, because the concept, the perception of being behind what that does, A, it's a perception and B, the perception of being behind means that you have to catch up. What happens when we have to catch up? That means that there is an added belief that there is more work, more ground to cover in order to get to that next step. So it takes our goal and it moves us farther away from us. And I and I know this from, and so that next step becomes that next leap. So it's no longer just an easy next step. It is now, oh, I feel like I have to get, like, it's like that, um, when you see tunnel vision and suddenly that end of the tunnel that looks so close to you suddenly goes and pulls farther away from you like, oh my God, I thought it was so close. It's like one in one of those haunted mansion movies. And it creates this perception that there's more work. And so what does that do? Procrastination only creates more procrastination. It creates more delay. And it causes us to doubt our ability to be able to just take that next step. So when you're running a marathon, we are all starting at that same starting line. Now, there are some people who are at mile 23 a little faster than you are. And that's okay because you are running your own marathon. When you start perpetuating when you're running a marathon, the belief that you are behind other people what that does is that may, depending upon how far the quote unquote catch up is, that may stimulate you to push a little harder. It also may more than likely, especially for my high achieving Enneagram three types, which are a majority of the people that I coach, it, it cre- actually creates greater doubt and shame that we're not there yet. And that is why I said at the beginning, you are exactly right where you should be. You are exactly perfectly right where you should be. And you have all of the resources that you need to take that one next step. It doesn't have to be a massive leap. So immediately back to when I was in this nine month, uh, not nine month, nine-month pregnancy, six-month coaching program, when I was in the six-month coaching program and I felt stuck because they were five modules ahead of me, quote unquote. And I said, okay, what is the first thing that I have to do? What is the first thing? Well, I should probably open up my workbook and go through the module that I am on currently. I'm in my own race. Let's work through that module. Let's go through that right now. And that allowed me to get through it faster to then work on the next one. But when I immediately thought, oh God, I have five, that felt like this massive distance versus, okay, where am I at now? Tactical surroundings. What do I have right now? Okay, I have one module to complete as of this week right now. Okay, cool. I'm going to do that. I'm going to work on that. What is that exact next step that I have to do? 
This can be common with any project, any course you're taking, any any project you're working on. Maybe you're working on a book. If you feel like you are quote unquote behind in writing your book, and I know this from personal experience, that if you feel like you're behind that belief that you have to catch up, well, when you're writing a book, damn, that's a big elephant. And you have to bite off chunk after chunk after chunk. You aren't yet to the, like, you aren't yet to the the bones of it. You have to still keep nibbling chunk after chunk after chunk. And I, that kind of is a disgusting metaphor, but it really, really works. Because an elephant, it's a rather large animal. And so that's how, that's, and it was a metaphor that I learned from Spike in my first e-commerce business because... We had such massive goals in that first year. And I was like, Spikey, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And he was like, do you know how you eat an elephant? And I was like, well, that's a disgusting metaphor, but it stuck with me. So <laughs> I get to share it with all of you now. Uh, so just know that you are eating the bite that you need to be eating right now. You just have to know how to take that next step, how to eat that next bite. You just know what next bite you need to have in order to propel you to that next bite. So you just start. It's not about waiting to start or believing that you're behind because that perception is one entirely of the ego. It's about assessing where are you right now? You are in your own race. I am at mile two. Okay, how do I get to mile three? You take one step, at a time until you get to mile three. Great. I'm at mile three. Awesome. How do I get to mile four? Same thing. You take one step at a time till you get to mile four and you keep repeating that until you get past your finish line. Being caught up in the perception that there's thousands of people ahead ahead of you and that you're quote unquote behind gets you stuck at mile two. In fact, it makes you want to just go take a bathroom break and then maybe quit entirely. It prevents you from even getting started. So the first thing to do is assess your surroundings. Make an assessment. Where are you now? What negative emotions are you dealing with now? So if you're feeling like you're behind, what what are you feeling guilty about? What are you feeling shame about? Let's Look at that. Are these feelings, are these beliefs ultimately true? Is it ultimately true that you're behind? No. Behind who? There's no competition except for with yourself. You're behind your egoic perception of who you quote unquote should be. And what that ego is doing is it's preventing you from who you can be. That is the thing. That is the the role of the ego. It is preventing you from that fear from who you can be. The negative emotions of guilt and shame that you're attaching to this belief or this perception that you're behind of who you quote unquote should be is preventing you from who you can be. You just got to slough off that egoic perception and say, okay, I know who I can be. I know that where I am now is going to get me to where I want to be. Not thinking of where I should be, not thinking of 
where I because that's that's the perception of you being behind. It's a perception that you should be in a different place than you are right now. And that is a lie of the ego because shoulda, woulda, coulda is not present moment. It is not dealing with the problem at hand at the tasks that you have to deal with step number one, dealing with moving from mile two to mile three. So assess where you are now. Assess where you're going. You know your finish line. You know who you can be. You know your success is inevitable and practice that and say, I know that that finish line, I am crossing that finish line. I know that I'm at mile two. Cut the shame out, cut the guilt out, cut in any anger or sadness or fear that you're not going to get there. You're going to get there. It's inevitable. So long as you just stay in your own dang race because you are right where you should be right now learning the exact lessons that you need to learn with the exact resources, tools, and strategies that you need to have. And the fact that you are listening to this podcast means that you are getting new strategies every single week from me so that you can move from mile two to mile three to mile four to mile 26 and crossing your finish line at mile 26.2. It's just about assessing where you are and looking at any egoic perception that puts you in from in a place of future-paced fear that you're not going to get there because that's bullshit because you're a high achiever. You achieve your goals. That's just inevitable. It just happens. That's what you do. That's what we do. We just we when somebody says we can't do something, we're like, I'm going to yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do it. So I'm going to let you know. I'll let you know when I'm there, when I'm at my finish line. Like when people are like, I don't know if you're about you giving birth naturally. I don't know. I'm like, I'll let you know after I do because it's going to happen. It's just inevitable. It's just inevitable. Your success is just inevitable. It's 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 a no brainer. It is 100% a no brainer that you are going to be successful. So long as you get your shoulds and woulds and coulds out of the way and the perception that you are behind and the perception that you that people are ahead of you out of your mind because those egoic blocks are like strapping boulders onto yourself at mile two and saying, I'm going to get to mile three. Meanwhile, I'm dragging this shame and this guilt and this anger and this sadness and all these negative emotions behind me as I'm trying to get to number two. Take off that weighted belt, drop it at mile two and say, okay, cool. I'm going to move forward step by step by step by step to mile three because I know that at mile three, step by step by step, I will get to mile four and beyond. Because that finish line of my goal, of what I want to achieve, of my purpose in this world, of what I was put on this planet to do is inevitable. It's going to happen. You're a high achiever. You achieve your goals. It happens. Sometimes it doesn't happen exactly on your timetable. And sometimes that doesn't happen exactly on your timetable because you're strapping coulds and woulds and shoulds to your weighted, a weighted belt of perception and of egoic perception to yourself, which is causing your pace to be slower. Instead, it's not about trying to get to that next mile. It's about trusting that you are going to get to that next mile and then going forward from there. So, whew, mama is hot now, just saying, like hot A, because I'm in a padded room recording this, and B, because that was a workout of like massive download. So, 
screenshot this episode. Tell me what you loved about it in the in on Instagram at Crown Yourself Now. And let me know what your top takeaway is. Let me know what shoulds have been holding you back. What shoulds have you been strapping on yourself of the belief that you should be somewhere else that you're not right now? And where are you now? Do that assessment. Where are you now? What are your resources? What are your tools? What are your strategies? Who are you tapping into for support? This podcast was also an inspiration because this old belief of per- and perception came up only a, a week or so ago as I've been moving through um, one of my coaches' programs for uh, building membership sites. Because as many of you know, we are launching our membership program, and this is something very new that I have not done in this way, in this fashion. And so I got the support. And again... Everybody in my tribe is at, mo- is at module four, and I am at module two. And so I sat down, I took an assessment of my surroundings, and I said, okay, cool, I'm at module two. How do I get to module three? Well, I got to go through 2.1, 2.2, 2.3, 2.4. And so I sat my butt down last week, and I turned on the computer, and <laughs> I turned on the program, and I sat with Declan over breakfast. And for a half an hour breakfast, we moved through half of module two, and we kept going. And that's how you do it. You just do the habit day by day by day of trusting that you're going to get there. You're going to get to where you need to be with the information that you that you need to have at that time. You don't need the information of mile 10 when you're stuck at mile two. You don't need the information of how do I deal with uh, swelling and inflammation at mile 20 of a marathon when you're at mile two and your legs are are not fatigued. What you need to do is keep running. So, Tag me on Instagram, screenshot this episode. Let me know what your top takeaway is. Let me know also what are you putting into practice. And for those of you who are eager and anticipating the release of the Princess Process, the new and revamped version that we have been working diligently on, module one, two, three, and four, as we're moving through the the program to help me launch this, just know that that I'm working through it too. And so if you would like to be a member of that program, then just drop me a DM, let me know. It is for newbie entrepreneurs who are looking to just get to mile two, who are at mile one, who need to get to mile two, who still have side hustles, who aren't making more than $35,000 a year in their business, and who are struggling with living off of their savings and getting their business actually off the ground into something that is viable and profitable. And so if that is you, drop me a DM, send me an, in, uh, an email at info at crownyourself.com and we'll get you hooked up inside the, the beta launch for the Princess Process for when we officially launch um, in a few weeks. So that being said, I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your engagement. Thank you for your reviews. If you love this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. They mean the world to me. And they also help me tailor the content to what you most need. So thank you so much and have a glorious day because your reign is now. Own your throne. Mind your business. 
Make it rain, baby. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at crownyourselfnow or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules.